0: This week uh, was a story week, and I'm super grateful to Victoria and the people who share their story. I think story is one of the most healing things we can um, be with, sit with. Um, I think other people's stories help us reflect and understand our own experience in new ways. So sometimes we hear story uh, and find validation. And sometimes we hear story and we see parts of our own story in new light, not like, oh, I can understand that, that's similar to me, but more like, Wow, I didn't see it that way because it's so different than my story, which then helps me understand my own. So I am a big fan of growth and exposure and um, I guess (laughs) I'm trying to find the right word, like an abundance of perspectives and ideas and tools and resources. I think it's just becoming more and more clear to me that there are no answers and that our job is to find our own truth, which can and does change, but to find our own truth in other people's answers. Um, Anyone who's telling you this is the way is only selling you their way, is only selling you their story, Um, and anyone who is selling you their story with the, (laughs) again, words today, But I'm going to use the word agenda. Anyone who's selling you their story with an agenda for it to sway your own, I think that's problematic. And perhaps I'm partly hesitating because I don't want to call anyone out. And then perhaps I'm partly hesitating because... I've been there. I've done that. I've been in the place where, and I will be there again, I'm sure, where my story feels so real and true. I can't imagine how it's not real and true for someone else. My truth, my belief systems, my um, perspectives feel so real and true. I can't imagine how it wouldn't be true for someone else. And I get that. I know how intense that is. But that kind of like isolated, focused, is just trapped in ego. And I think we have to be really careful when someone is selling us their story, not as a way to say, here's what happened to me, but as a way to say, this is your truth too. So, Sometimes I say things in my social media posts or in my podcasts and someone thinks, oh, that must be about me. And in this case, I I am speaking to many things that happened to me this week. I'm not speaking to Victoria's story. That is not, this is not, my words right now are not about, um, About Victoria's story or the way she presented it. I'm using her sharing her story and our exploration of it together as a way to say, um, there are other people sharing their stories, um, in ways that can, can cause harm. And that's when the agenda comes in and the ego comes in. And I experienced some of that, um, this week too and so along with many other things (laughs) so anything I say or share anywhere is always just a combination of everything I've experienced in a week coming together to create a set of beliefs that I share with you Words that I share with you. Thoughts that I share with you. So. Coming back to Victoria's story this week. um, I just am so grateful for her. For sharing. This. um, Experience of having had two really different abortions. Uh, I think this is so much more common than we're talking about. It's hard enough to talk about one abortion. <laughs> and then you start laying ring layering on multiple abortions, multiple experiences. And I think that that like society isn't really ready to talk about abortion. We're certainly not ready to talk about multiple. And so Victoria offering us her story Of having had two really different experiences is is very powerful. Um, And it's good proof that just because we did something once doesn't mean when we do it again, we're going to get the same experience. We are different humans every single moment. Like, every next moment... Becomes a different experience. It's not like we're just, we just duplicate ourselves over and over again. We grow, like we are always growing and changing. Everything we're experiencing around us is making us a new human, our relationship to the world a new experience. And so, two different abortions are going to have two really different outcomes for for many people because they have grown and changed. And I I know we talked about this in the episode but <clears throat> there's so much complexity to um the reasons that her two experiences were so different and those are all important and um it all matters like that's why there's no one way to talk about abortion because People have so many different layered, um, stories and, like, things going on in their lives that impact their decision-making, their healing, their acceptance, their resistance, all of it. We are such complex creatures that there's no one way anyone could ever talk about abortion that would serve everybody, um, Except that I think the thing that's become really so clear to me, um, so extra clear to me this week is that this human experience is just so unexplainable. And I actually opened a book. I posted about it on Instagram, but um, I come to and from a book called Warrior Goddess Training. And um, it's called Become the Woman You're Meant to Be. I come in and out of it for a lot of reasons, but it is also um, written by, I'm going to probably say her name wrong, Heather Heather Ash Amara, um, who has some training with Miguel Ruiz who wrote The Four Agreements and so I think that's why I love it so much because The Four Agreements is another one of my favorite books so I was called back to this book today and as soon as I opened it I was like "Uh (laughs) uh-huh this is where I need to be and then I got to this line and this is where I stopped and just like felt like I had digested enough for the morning and it says the truth is simple, and this is the this is what I've been realizing more and more this week and trying to um, help other people see but i I am um oh gosh, so many side tangents. <laughs> I went to a beautiful um equinox circle last night with i'm gonna guess like. 20 to 30 women all of them were significantly older than me I was definitely the youngest person there in my you know early 40s um and one of the things I realized there's it was a very beautiful experience but one of the things I realized is like I am still so young. Like I have so much wisdom and so much experience and so much to offer. But I also am so young and new and and have so much more to learn and so much more to put together and so much more to um digest. So I think in many ways I'm further into this exploration than a lot of people in talking about abortion in the ways I talk about abortion but it's all just still new and there's so much more to come in the way that we talk about um we talk about reproductive justice as a whole but here's here's what I read in the book I (laughs) promise sometimes I'm slow to get to things all the side tangents in amanda's brain but that's what's happening for you all too right is like you're all on a track and then you get distracted by another track and distracted by another track and i think that's just what life is so this says the truth is simple life is perfectly imperfect unpredictable and unexplainable a warrior goddess does not try to control life or even understand it Our job is to consciously choose what we are aligning with and then let go. And dance in joy and gratitude for every moment of existence. So many, um, there's so much in this tiny little paragraph. It's also making sense to me because I've been very called back to the work of Abraham Hicks this week um, in this work of choosing what, like, consciously choosing and aligning and then letting go. Um, and Abraham has really helped me understand that in new ways. Letting go and then this part, I think, is hard for some of us who've experienced abortions to dance in joy and gratitude for every moment of our existence. And when the struggle is real and hard, that is real and hard to do. That it is, <laughs> That is because you are human. That is not because you're doing it wrong. The journey is continuing to practice and puzzle piece and find new ways to do that um and I highly recommend listening to some Abraham I always go to YouTube it's kind of my go-to and I'm even like contemplating sort of a life coach reacts to Abraham Hicks (laughs) YouTube series myself um that was on the list this week just because I've been so called back to to those videos and and their work. Um, But really, I think it's a hard thing to say to people that the truth is that we will never understand all the perfections and imperfections of life. Like, it's not our job to figure that out. It's not our job to find answers. It's our job to just Be with the curiosity of it all and be with the feelings of it all which so so hard to do and allow the feelings and not judge them and not shame ourselves for having them so that comes back to the first question in the companion guide this week um which says, did your abortions, well, I'm just realizing it says, did you, so I'll go edit that. Did your abortions leave you with unresolved or complicated feelings? And I think for for most people who find this podcast and even bother listening this far, like the answer is yes, you're here because you have complicated (laughs) feelings. And so um, that in combination with Everything else this week, just saying like the answer is not to resolve the answer is not to untangle <laughs> to make it less complicated, like being human is complicated there's no one of my mentors says there's no exit ramp, Carlo and Thyle off the human condition. Um, the goal is not to make it less complicated the the goal is not to resolve and find clarity the goal is to be with the complexity of it all and the second question here is how will you know when it's time to get help like oh this is a big one this week for me too I think I'm really getting clearer and clearer on what kind of help um people need I think there's so many kinds of help there's There's therapy, there's psychiatry, there's counseling, there's peer support, there's coaching, and I don't think any one of those things is the answer, of course, right? (laughs) It's often some combination of those things and trusting yourself to stay and be with the thing that feels right for you, the place that feels safe for you in the moment, even when it's hard. Um. But if you're listening to this this far, like this shit is messy. <laughs> it's messy. You can't expect yourself to do it on your own. Like there's no way I would have as much peace and resolve as I do about the complexity of being human if I do, if I wasn't surrounded by people who support me on the journey, right? My own coaches, my own mentors, my own um, communities. I think the question here is how will you know when it's time to get help? But almost the answer is it's always time to get help. (laughs) We are supposed to help each other as humans The question more is, how will you know when it's time um, where to get help from? And maybe I will add that to the companion guide, but how will you know where to get help from? Is it from um, a gathering, a fire circle gathering of elders in your community is it from a coach? Is it from a psychiatrist? Is it from a therapist? Is it from the internet? (laughs) I don't have answers. Is it from a book, right? Like I needed some help this morning and spirit led me to, well, this book kept nudging at me, I think just starting yesterday actually, but um, I needed some help from that book this morning. So I think the question is more, how will you know where to get help from? And the answer to all of the complexity is to trust, to trust yourself. If spirit's leading me to get that book back off my shelf, then get that book back off my shelf. If spirit's leading me to go to the circle, even though I'm a massive introvert and the person I was supposed to go with bailed and I'm anxious and I'm nervous and I don't know anyone there, then I go, (laughs) right? Like, it's not easy to listen to the answers um, that are inside of us, but it's worth it. So the answer always is to trust yourself if to learn how to trust yourself to trust yourself to get the book off the shelf to trust yourself to show up even though you're nervous and anxious to trust yourself to listen and explore and ultimately I think any work you do in any life on yourself on understanding the world is gonna come back to self-trust self-compassion self-love so that not just for ourselves but so that we can use all of that to change the world and to make it a better place. Um, I know the word better is relative and does it need to be a better place or is it perfectly imperfect the way it is? I don't know. But <laughs> I don't have an answer to that one quite yet but um, I do think there are ways that we can, whether we identify it as making better or improving, it's just shifting and changing. So what is our role in changing and shifting in sculpting the world that we're here living? Uh, the last question here is, um, what do you wish you could hear and believe? And I think a lot of us are searching for answers. Um. Victoria, certainly in her stories, was searching for answers. That's why we get help. That's why we um, find new things to reflect um, off of. But just to remember, it's there's nothing wrong with looking for answers. There's nothing wrong with looking for clarity. But if you can identify what it is you're looking for, there are ways to tap into that now, to offer that to yourself now, to give that to yourself. And that matters. And it's not about like, I should be able to give everything I desire to myself. It's just like a combination. Um, The other thing I've been realizing this week more and more is all of us who find ourselves here, listening, questioning, figuring out the complexity of abortion Um, I think most of us tend to have very black and white thinking. (laughs) And I've been talking about this for years, but it's becoming just so much clearer lately how much the answers are in the gray. Um, So what is it that you wish you could hear and believe? And even if someone you admired, someone you trusted said it to you, would you believe it? Would you hear it? I think until you're willing to validate yourself, choose the beliefs that you want to believe, choose what to align with and let go, you can hear what you want to hear a million times, but it doesn't sink in. It, there is a combination of it needing to come from within and being surrounded by people who are offering it to you externally, uh, um okay, what are you feeling in your this is this is what I asked you to notice this week. What are you feeling in your day to day could it be related to grief, shame, disconnect? Victoria really paid attention to that in her story. She recognized that what she was feeling day to day um was probably related to some grief, shame, and disconnect that she needed to process with someone, and she found a group to do that with. Um, if you explore those things, can you access a cleaner mind and life, um, more space to be and experience the joy that is here. Uh and in the tips I just wanted to remind us that the first feeling we notice may not always be the most impactful. In other words, when I notice grief, there's probably an underlying I'm sorry, when I notice anger, there's probably an underlying grief somewhere creating that. When I notice resentment, is there an underlying envy? Um, or invalidation on like at the foundation of it so it's not always in the surface feelings that we find what we're looking for it's staying curious and asking what's under that what's under that and you don't have to go any more layers than you want to but if you feel like asking is there anything under that oftentimes we just we dismiss what's on top because it doesn't really seem to be getting us anywhere but that's because underneath it is the thing that matters um and the last thing here says start connecting your state of mind with your state of body um i've noticed this one gets trickier as i age and my body um It gets trickier and it gets easier, which is why I paused but um as I age, my body it feels different, there are some different things um that can i I'm wanting to say like get in the way right? like I have lower back pain. Is that like an emotional thing or is that related to the fact that I have a foot injury that I, um, just keeping me from exercising as much as I probably should be? And is the foot thing related to some emotional spiritual thing or is it just a condition of being human? So I think we have to be careful, um, be curious about our connection to, to our emotions and our body, um, but also recognize there can be things that get in the way, right? Like, if we're not eating well, um, if we're not sleeping well, if we're abu- if we're abusing our bodies, like, it makes it harder to trust and lean into them to understand our emotions. So it's all worth paying attention to, but it's also complex and many-layered. Shocking, I know. All right. Well, that was quite a rant this week, um, but all good, important stuff. And um, thanks for showing up. I admire you for listening this deeply and choosing to make this podcast a part of your journey, a part of your healing, um, a part of your discovery. You will find things, in my words, that are different, right? Like, You will find new truths and i hope that some of you start sharing them i hope that some of you share your interpretations and your understandings of the world and the post-abortion experience because we need more stories and more perspectives and more ground fertile ground for us all to grow our things in so until next week